Welcome to the Waystation Podcast. Hey, Randy. William, good morning. Good morning to you. I keep saying good morning. I say it like a bunch. It feels like a salutation that is actually, I don't know, I guess. It's a new beginning. I don't think of myself as a morning person based on how much I like to not get up in the morning. But when I'm up, I'm like, let's talk. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do a pod. Let's do a podcast. I like, the, I like good morning better than good evening because good evening sounds like an end and a good morning sounds like a beginning. Even if we are, you know, potting at seven o'clock at night, we should yeah. say good morning. Because well, you just yeah. never know. It's Hugh a great Hewitt. greeting. Do you ever listen to Hugh Hewitt? He actually says morning glory. Yes. And then when his show gets shifted to the evening time slot, he switches it to um, something grace, evening grace. Oh, morning okay. glory and evening grace. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. So now he says both as just because it's out of custom. Dude, they're bringing back the DeLorean, man. <laughs> as an electric car. Oh. That's oh, cool. That's that's fun. Do it. Wait, wait, I don't doesn't it. the Cybertruck kind of remind you of the DeLorean in a way? It for sure does. And I actually have the same fear for the Cybertruck as that I have for as the, the DeLorean, DeLorean, which is that uh, stainless steel seems like a good idea until it's dirty. And then it's just like a dirty car. Do you know what I mean? Like you can get a little oh, yeah, bit of dirt point. on your white car and you can go a couple weeks and then wash it. You get a little dirt on a stainless steel. I think it's going to look pretty bad. Yeah, I wonder if fast. it's, yeah, like spot water spots. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be like, um, I wonder. Oh, it's it's to to be determined. I think it's going to be to be determined. TBD. Yes. I wonder if they'll ever start painting it at some point. They're like, okay, let's paint it. You're not going to use stainless at that point. <laughs> the paint won't stick. <laughs> the paint just flies, like, like flies off. off. So we're coming to you live. Not really. We're coming to you pre-recorded. <laughs> recorded. Uh, following the uh, the Super Bowl. Ooh. Did that, you watch? I I ish. I like so in our house we don't care that much about football. Yep. I can't ever get anyone to watch it with me. So that's just me on the couch watching the one football game a year that I watch. Oh, interesting. Um, so I watched some of it, but uh, it was a long church day. So there was a nap in the middle. Like there was, there was, a, there was a nap. Um, and uh, but we had leftover lasagna from a, from a, a thing we did earlier in the week. So I had, I had a couple of really excellent pieces of lasagna and, uh, and then a good halftime nap. Uh, I woke to find that, in fact, the halftime show was a lot of fun. Okay, I agree. It was like mm, uh, Bruno Mars is the last one I remember that okay. was like fun. Okay. And like not for, uh, you know, I, I can't explain. Like I've never really liked halftime shows because yeah, I don't like medleys. I don't like medleys and I don't love, I'm not a pageant person. Yeah, and that's what they are, like pageantry and <laughs> right. medleys. But, you know, there was a lot of criticism for the producers that they hired to do this. They they got uh, Beyonce and uh um, Jay-Z, they spent him a ton of money. And some people criticized that that was like some kind of uh, gesture, like it was oh, meaningless it was gesture. Like reparation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, dude, they produced a great dude, it show. Was, it was really, really good. I was thoroughly entertained to the point where I kind of wanted to go back and watch it again, so, which I, it's never happened for me. Which, okay, so I, I woke up, saw the end of it, I'm like, that seemed good. And then I went and watched it again, and, and Rachel was like, that was oh, really good. Oh, you did good. watch it again? I did. Oh, yeah, I watched I'm it impressed. again. Dude, it's good, man. It was good. And uh, Snoop Dogg, dude. You just yeah. gotta love it. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, and Dr. Dre, it was great. And I love Eminem. Dr. Dre was actually my favorite of the whole of the whole deal. I thought he did great. Um, I did find it um, super cool that, that here you have these you know, billionaires, multimillionaires, you know, these guys yeah. came from nothing. I mean, these guys were from nothing and they, they're, they're up there. They did it. They found a talent and a passion. They pursued it and made it. They Love made it. it. 
So I have a friend who used to work in the record business, and um, and then she ended up dating someone who is super deep with Eminem. And when I say super deep, I mean he's the guy that like when Eminem tours. <laughs> Pause. Um, yeah, sorry. There's, when, I, when I, Eminem I, tours, I have or, to. We have to accuse uh, uh, or excuse Randy in some things because his team. Uh, some of them are in Ukraine and it is the tension in Ukraine is palpable. So I was going to say, so first the fun thing about a friend of mine. So the fun thing about a friend of mine is that she's connected to, to all those people. So like when they did the M&M the, people. When, when they did the straight out of Compton movie, like she, she went and watched the trailer in the editing room with Dr. Trey. Oh really? <laughs> yes. And they're like, what do you guys think? And like, Oh, I liked it and all that other stuff. And she knows Eminem and her, um, I don't know if they're together still, but her longtime uh, boyfriend was Eminem's co-producer and and on stage talent. So right. when rappers perform, they can't like just talk that fast for ninety minutes. So they have someone that raps with them, and they take back they take turns back and forth like, right. between. So he was that guy. Um, Eminem's, I think, the best rapper that's ever lived. Pretty great. So all that to say is, I texted her after, and I'm like, hey. I, I know you know a lot of these people, so I just want to say I thought that show was really amazing. She's like, wasn't it? She's like, she's like, I got to know all the surprises in advance, so I didn't get to be surprised, but it was a good show. It was a great show. Yeah, and I and I I agree. I thought it was awesome. They put on a fantastic one, and it's it's about time. I think that they needed one. I, like I said, the last one I can remember being thoroughly entertained was Bruno Mars, which is many years ago. What I, what I can't figure out is why I normally hate them. Because, like, it's almost always, because what Rachel said about this show, um, I think applies to most of the shows. She's like, she's like, something about it, because it was so many of the gigantic stars of rap and hip hop. Right. She's like, it, it feels like this music has underscored my life for many, many years. And I, and, and it just felt like familiar in a way that was fun. But I'm like, yeah, but, you know, they get the Rolling Stones, they get all these people that you can say that about. And yet, something about this show is more fun. I don't know. You know, it's funny because I think it's really, 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 really hard okay. to produce a very short um, concert, right? That yeah. is supposed to live up to the hype. And so they go after names, which are supposed to bring the, the eyes and the viewers. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, the name doesn't always live up to it. I mean, Michael Jackson did because he's Michael Jackson. But the Rolling Stones, kind of not. I didn't think Aerosmith did. I don't. And those are that's that, that's my music. You know, that's the stuff I I like and I love to listen. Except for Rolling Stones, we've talked about this. Yeah, most overrated <laughs> band. And <laughs> all right, okay. So, so that was fun. anyway, let so me go back. A... I, I do want to. Uh, we didn't finish the the reason why. So sometimes what happens is Randy will get a text and oh, he yeah. has to pay attention to it because the part of his team is in. Ukraine. There is yeah. some tensions there and there's some real fear. So that was this. So the happy, I just told you the happy thing about a friend of mine. So now I want to tell you about these colleagues. So on the way in today, in the podcast, like 10 minutes ago, I just got a, I just got a text from friends. So they're colleagues in, in Ukraine um, or in the Ukraine. For some reason, they say the in front of that country. Yeah. Um, it's like the Ohio state. Is, does Ukraine have a meaning besides the name of the country? Does, do we say the Ohio? We, I guess people do say the Ohio. No, the Ohio state. That's what it's called. <laughs> you can't okay. say Ohio state. That's wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. No, for real. It really is. <laughs> All right. I got a text on the way in saying, hey, um, from a couple of the leads of the team saying, hey, I'm going to be out on, vac on pre previously scheduled vacation for the next five days. Right. And our other producer is going to be out because he's evacuating. Which is scary. That's super scary. 
like super scary. And so our and he's not evacuating because of a natural disaster, which is scary enough. Yeah, they're invading because there's a real fear that there's another country going an to roll in with tanks. An unnatural disaster is is afoot. Yes, and we hope so. a we, literal. We hope man-made. and pray that it doesn't happen. And I hope and pray that my colleagues are going to be safe. And that is a fact. So but sometimes if, you'll then, hear but it Randy. Also, it also makes me reflect on how crazy it is that I've never once wondered if Nevada was going to invade California with tanks. Never <laughs> once. And it's it's kind of amazing that we live in a place. I don't know why that sounds so funny. <laughs> what, right? And I actually didn't understand this until literally college. I'm like, United States of America. I always think of a state as a, as you know, as what it is for us in America, which right, is how another, we another part of our big country, right? Right. For the rest of the world, those are called provinces. The reason it's called the United States of America is that at one point, these were individual countries. A state, in the world sense, in world politics sense, a state is a country. Right. The United States of America means 50 countries are good to, good to each other. We're going to hang out, right? Correct. And, and we don't think of it that way. We think of these are, we think of them as provinces. Like, it's all USA, and this is the Nevada province. Right. That's what we think of, right? Right. It is the big debate, though, over, you know. States' rights and blah, blah, blah. Well, you just go back to federalists versus anti-federalists. Right. The, the idea in which one well, should be supreme. Is, we're having blah, weird blah. moments right now where there's some really anti-state-to-state, like, sentiments emerging, which right. is weird. Like, Texas, idiots. California, socialists. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> happening, right? Right? Right. But. Michiganians. But I've never thought that maybe, just maybe, Texas was going to come for us. You know I, I mean? would, I, you know, of the two, Texas is coming for us makes more sense than Nevada than invading. Nevada's going to bring like, their... Who lives in Nevada? They, anyway? What if they just weaponized sandblasters? Then they'd have unlimited resources to fight. Yeah, as long as they could get the pipes from their sand. Yeah, to, oh, so anyway, that's a Anyway, so what happens is sometimes Randy will get a text, and so he'll have a thought. But because of the intensity yeah, of the situation, like, he's well, looking at it. So that's what just happened right before this all yeah, happened. Was the, was there was the like, giant. he's in the middle of the thought and he paused. And his pause was uh, updates from Ukraine. So his, uh, he's, in fact, he's pausing now. And so I'll just fill the hole. <laughs> so By the way, gonna, hey, I just got a, I got a text from a listener just as we started recording. Hey, what's that game Randy was talking about? And so I said, Treasure Party. And ah, Treasure Party. My treasure wife is going great, guys. Okay, my wife, super addicted already. I picked up the phone. I do not like games on my phone. I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy games. They bore me. And uh, I picked it up, and I flushed an hour and a half of time down, down the toilet. <laughs> and, and, and I didn't you had even an know hour it. and a half of the, of the best free experience you'll yeah, ever have. I didn't even know I'd flushed an hour and a half. Until actually, I think you texted me, and I'm like, Oh, it's like you actually got me out <laughs> I of broke the trance. You broke the trance. So I was uh, like, oh, okay, I got to get up. Yes, I was playing Treasure Party. It is fun. It's yeah. uh, and, and I find it that uh, I find it really really interesting how you keep us engaged. Yeah, what do you think that is? How do you how do you think we keep you engaged? Okay, well, at least my experience was not, you're not just doing the bejeweled thing, right? Yeah. You're having you're, there's a narrative to it, right? Yeah. And then there's characters that show up, and they're actually they move in interesting ways. I find that the music is not annoying. I find it kind of peppy. Okay, even though it's a repeated one, which is mo- a lot of old yeah. video games do that. Um, so I kind of like have that. to do that on mobile, by the way, because of. File size, so yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah, anyway, yeah, it ahead. makes sense. I mean, I would probably play it and mute at some point, but yeah. Um, and then the game part of it, you know, the bejeweled kind of part of it. I'm sorry, I don't 
mean to offend you if you I don't say that's the way. But that part of it kind of keeps getting more complicated. Yeah, which is interesting. And uh, quite frankly, I will say this: I don't read. Yeah. <laughs> you, you mean so both. so when when it says the object of the new part of the game. Yeah. Oh, you know, it gives you the tutorial. I don't read it. Yeah. <laughs> so I get into the game, and then all of a sudden, and I didn't realize I only Just had so many. Just you paying attention. He didn't read less than 10 words. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's <laughs> quick. clear. Like, we're not giving you a book here right. on how to play this feature. It's because like, what happens is, is that it's, it's, it's super simple. Match the tiles, match the eliminate tiles, yeah. them, blah, blah, blah. And then it's match the tiles and do this, and, and you get more. And then, But I actually didn't realize, because it's so simple in the beginning, that there's a number of turns. And if oh, you don't yeah. get it within the number of turns, you're toast. Yeah, yeah you, you So lose. as it got more complicated, I realized, uh-oh, maybe I need to actually read the object because it does change a little it bit. It does, because sometimes you're like, get all the gold bricks. And other times you're like trying to get the gold bricks and you're yeah. like, I didn't win. And right like, now I'm just trying well, to get that's maps. that's the objective. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait. And so I find myself, oh, I got to know what the objective is. So it's fun. And then I just met a dog. Oh, good. Now, I rescued it. You did? You rescued yeah. the dog? I did find it really interesting as he opened the the the, the trap that yeah. there were numbers on the cogs. Yes. So vestigial, there's some vestigial game design in here. <laughs> do you know what vestigial means? I do not. Vestiges. Okay. So the way that mobile games are made now, I mentioned this last time, but you don't fire and forget. You you build and you're like, what do people like? Did they click on this? Did they click on that? What are they like? Like this? Do they like that? And then you change and you build and you change and you build and you change. That game, I've seen the five iterations of that game. So when I came on board the company six months ago, this is the game we were making, right? But in the six months before that, they changed the game five different times. And one of the mini games was you had to solve a puzzle to free the dog. Oh. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a mini game. Oh, and no so the numbers it. are left. No one liked it. It was boring. So oh. we just, so we, but, the, but I would like the dog. So we're like, okay, we're keeping the dog. Should we introduce the dog in a new way? Like, ah, oh, we'll get to it later. <laughs> Let's go do something so else. So the numbers are are left over from the original object uh, when you had yes. to like, oh, yeah, that's so there interesting. Was some, there was some I really actually watched that and I thought, what do those numbers mean? What okay, now I know. Mean? Yeah. I feel great. So uh, that's there, there's three or four vestigial things in the game. Uh, that's one of them. So. Okay, I want to go back to the- I'm glad you had a good time. I'm, I'm go having a great time. I had another friend who never plays video games. I literally had to show him how to download the video game on his phone. Right. And then I just checked with him like a week later. And he's like, I'm on level 400. <laughs> I'm like, oh my. 400? Yeah. I haven't gone that far. Of course, I'm bad at video games anyway. Hey, uh, go back to the- I want to give my full review of the, the Super Bowl. Okay, oh, you ready? Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I watch zero NFL- Oh yeah, because you had a you have a you had a uh, right. I have a boycott political, a political beef. Correct, uh, and my beef is this that they went away from merit and went into political stuff, right? Okay. Uh, and so because of that, it frustrated me. I want to watch sports that are non-political, even though I like politics, right? Yeah. I want to go because it is a. Oh my gosh, that would be the most amazing league. What if we got a league where the where the teams reflected a, a specific political persuasion, and then they could and then they could play it would make ball. it actually would make a whole lot more sense. It would be a very violent game. It would be a super violent game. I heard. Uh, I worked oh on gosh, a. That'd be so hilarious. I worked on a campaign one time, and he says, "You know, and you've heard this before." If but, we do that, dibs on the name Patriots. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm Minuteman. Like, we get the snake. Patriots versus the, the snake. rebels would make a whole different game now. Like, it would be awesome. By the way, that's a video game idea, I think. There we go. A political video game. <laughs> so, uh, 
I I I found the last two years to be very cringy to watch. And the reason is, is because there's controversy, there's boycott, there's boycott, this, there's that. And they're, they're just really trying to push all those narratives that I just was so tired. Even in the advertising, the advertising last year, I kind of wanted to jump through the TV and kill people. It was the worst. Really weird. And so they had a couple of good commercials and a lot of people watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. So last year, there were a couple of interesting ones. There were a couple infuriating ones. Yeah. I can't say that word, right? You added another 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 consonant. Yes, syllable. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, but for the most part, it was was terrible. I hated it. And I walked away hating hating everything about last year. Last Last year. year. Okay, great. This year, even with my hypersensitivity to this in the NFL, yes, I walked away saying maybe the NFL's changed. I'll watch some games now. Oh, so that's great. NFL, good job. I was not preached at. I was not told how to think. I was not told I was a bad person. I was not told that I was because of some group that I'm in. Uh, for some reason, owe something to another group. Uh, I got to watch two teams. Yeah, I got to watch some cool. Um, backstories like i don't know unbelievable defensive possessions like that's the most fun i've ever had watching defense ever okay so i don't know if you know so the end of the review was good job nfl from beginning to end it was great i did see some blowback yesterday of some political things that happened honestly i watched the thing and again saying i'm super sensitive to that I didn't see it, and even though when I saw say, it, I yeah. didn't know. And even now, I'm like, I don't care uh, because yeah. it didn't. It, if you have to explain, it was, I think was it you that told me if you have to explain the joke, it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I pretty much, if you have to explain your position, yeah, you're not funny anymore. Or it doesn't. No, work. if you have to it explain why what happened is offensive, then it wasn't. Offensive. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't work. If you have to teach someone why they should be spun up about something, then then th- th- you shouldn't be spun up about it. I was thoroughly entertained from beginning to end. I will give you three stories that are really interesting. Okay. Number 20 on the uh, the L.A. Rams. Okay. Okay. The member of our faith. Oh, yeah. He was actually in my parents' congregation in San Diego for the whole time he was there. Okay. Had been a member of the Rams for a very long time. Retired a year and a half ago. Yeah. He wasn't a member of the Rams for a very long time. He was briefly a member of the Rams and retired a couple of years ago. Oh, yes. Okay. He was a big, he's a, he's he been was an a NFL charger. player for a long time. He's a right. charger. He, charger. he went up to the Rams and then he, a uh, 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 season and a half ago, he retired. Yeah. The position that he played, though, they really liked him. So they want him to come back and do some mentoring for the new guys. Right. So yeah. he did. He came back and mentored that position. Just during, but just during the playoff prep. It, it was, was even, no. It was just recently. It was like a month ago he got called up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, well, the interesting part was, they, the guys that play that position got injured. Okay. And so they said, dude, can you play? So he comes in and basically plays the playoffs and the Super Bowl. The playoffs and the Super Bowl and... And won. And got a bunch of tackles. He, like, he tackled oh, a bunch of tackles. Not only that, I don't know if you know, he He's tore, a defensive player. He's a defensive player and he tore his pectoral muscle. They taped it. They like bound him up somehow, and he he played the entire game. And it's so bad that he has to have surgery to get it fixed. Oh wow! But he played the entire game, and uh, so I thought it was a great story. And it wasn't a story because uh, he's a member of our faith. I just happened to be aware of that story. No, because anytime you can bring someone who'd never won a championship right out of retirement, where he was literally coaching his kids' little league team, right, 
and 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 plop him in a situation where he goes on to win a Super yeah. Bowl. That's a super fun story, man. That's super just, fun that's, story, that's really and it cool. would be a great like you know a. Uh, uh, It'd even be a great movie, probably. probably you probably yeah. make it. So the other two are uh, number ninety nine in the defense of the of the L A Rams. I can't remember his name, but I just know his number. Okay, that guy played his heart out. They call him the best player in the NFL. I heard it said several times during the broadcast, and I'm like, okay, interesting. Why? Well, it, evidently he's so powerful to get to the uh, as a pass rusher that they have to double team him, triple team him all the time. Wow. And so he's, you imagine how many plays this guy is pushing against three dudes, right? And these guys are <laughs> humongous, They're right? so big. They're like refrigerators. That guy, it was his play in the very end that ended it. The end of the game where yeah. he, he sacked the quarterback. So the very last play, this guy, and I think it's a treatise to like this idea of preparation and effort the yeah. entire way through. He prepared his whole life and for this moment. He said it at the end. Uh, uh, but they were interviewing him. He was like, prepared my, I dreamt about this my whole life. And yeah. he prepared his whole life to do this one thing, to be in the Super Bowl and to make that play. And he pushed and pushed and pers- persevered through humongous opposition. I mean, like, you don't normally get triple teamed. Yeah. And this guy's consistently triple teamed. Yeah. And he still made the game ending play. Yeah. That's I fantastic. thought that was really cool. That's super and then cool. the last one is the guy named Cooper Cup. And I don't remember his name because. That's, that's, really that's a super name. memorable name. Right? Cooper Cup. <laughs> he just won, or he just, in this season, okay, caught the the the, the biggest number of passes that anyone else did in the, uh, in the NFL this year. Okay. So he's the number one pass catcher. Yeah. Number one touchdown getter. Yeah. Okay. For receivers, right? And the MVP. There's of been, the Super Bowl. Of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And there's only been one other player that's done that as a receiver. Throughout his entire career. Oh, who's that? Jerry Rice. But oh, he, wow. He did it through one this year, one next season, and one another season through his career. This guy did it all in one season. Oh. So he just had the best season any receiver has ever had in the history in the NFL. Wow. Which I thought was great. And then the Matt Stafford coming to L.A. and how, how classy Detroit seems to be when they released him, him coming over here. Uh, I thought it was great. I just love the narrative from beginning to end. And by the way, go LA. Yeah, we're in LA, so we get to actually we, we get to actually be excited about it. So I was kind of I was pleasantly surprised. NFL did a great job, and I think I'll watch some games next year. So my uh, my son, uh, my sons, I should say, and I'm just so happy about this. They love 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 like when people display class and dignity uh, like, I like it working too. man class and dignity yeah so my son uh, in college just sent, sent me this clip from an article about matt stafford and i'm just going to read a quote here uh quote he just wanted to play hard have the respect of his teammates and hang out with his kids that's about it and then there's a quote from stafford quote hopefully um when asked about his legacy he said it's with a ring or two but i mean it's hard because i don't care what people i didn't play with care about me i just want the guys that i played with to know that when they hear my name they say that dude showed up worked played through a lot was a good teammate and a good friend that's what matt stafford said and so my sons are just like that's our guy like they love that stuff i love it too did you hear what cooper cup said when he got the thing no. the, uh, got the mvp and they're like you know the ember they give yeah, him the trophy you can't be that receiver unless someone's throwing you a bunch of balls, right? <laughs> right. Well, they give him the they give him the trophy, and he says, "How do you feel? You're the MVP." And he goes, 
like I don't deserve to be here. I feel so humbled that the Lord would give me this kind of, you know. Wow. And it was just, and by the way, number 99 said the same thing. God is great. I, I just feel so grateful for what That's the Lord fun. has given me. It was a wonderful experience. I thought yeah. I really enjoyed That's it. Great. And thank you, NFL, for if you changed or whatever it was, it was worth it. So, all right. Can we talk for a minute about some of the uh, listener feedback we've been getting of late? Yes. So a surprising, uh, <laughs> I guess I, I didn't know you we were going to hit this nerve or this vein. What do you want to call it? But uh, <laughs> The root beer But, but we have people who are as invested or more invested than William in the gathering and ranking of root beers. So I have a dear friend who sent me his list. It was a long, it was long list. and involved. I'm telling you, that guy is probably one. And of the I have authors. a family member that sent me pictures. And you're like, now are these just pictures of the root beer? Or like, no, no, no. I recognize that countertop and the background. That's his house. So there's like 20 pictures of root beers that he has in his fridge right now. <laughs> Awesome. Which is pretty great. Awesome. Yeah. But, uh, and he had a super long list of root beer thoughts. Um, so. Well, my list is way longer than the podcast could go, but I, I concur with many of the reviews that were sent to you. Yeah. But the one that I always go to is, <laughs> you're going to laugh. It's a root beer. It's a gourmet root beer blog. Right. Oh. And okay. it's called blog.gourmetrootbeer.com. Okay. And he goes through and he has one, two, three, three to four paragraphs, three paragraphs normally of each root beer. <laughs> they get into it, dude. Each root beer. I mean, each like, you beer. know, hey, look, if there's actually a name for the kind of person that knows how to do that with wine. So maybe we need one yeah. of those for root oh, beer. Oh, I was watching a, a show the other day. You ever watched <laughs> that show Blue Lies. Buds? Have you ever watched that show Blue Buds with yes. Tom, Tom Selleck? Yeah. Great show, by the way. Yeah. And they always have this dinner uh, with the family and they always, and a lot of times they even pray. It's yeah, a great yeah. show. Yeah. And, uh, they, one of the, one of the brothers brought wine cause he and his wife were like joined a wine tasting club oh, and I they're see. like, Hey, how do you guys like the wine? And they're like, I don't know. It tastes like wine. And like, you can't taste the, the, you know, the root the of the, yeah, the oakiness <laughs> and they went through the whole thing and they're like, yeah, no, we can't. We don't know. <laughs> like, we don't think you can either. So dude, I gotta, I, I read this, I read this article and this, this happens every couple of years where they have these international wine awards where like, you know, enthusiasts get together and they judge yeah. and decide on the best yeah. wines. And there's always super duper expensive wines in the top five or 10. Right. But dude, like, really? But no, 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 no. But here's the, th but here's the, but dude, for the last few of these, there've been like one wine. Cause they, cause they, it's a blind taste test. Like they, like you literally don't know what oh, wine that's is, good. what wine it is you're drinking or where it's from. So like, there's an eight dollar bottle of wine that you can get like at Walmart that wins all the time. <laughs> For real? Yes. <laughs> and it cracks me up so much because to me it's like. Tell me it comes in a box, <laughs> right? Box wine. But that, that's, that's. I just think it's funny, and, and yeah. Dude. And I'm not that kind of guy. Legit. Like I like cheap eats. I like if I find a great place to eat, I'm excited. If I find a great place to eat that's in a, not a great place i'm more excited i'm like this is amazing you dude know? i want rupert to happen like if rupert just takes off right the gourmet rupert takes off and it just starts getting more expensive with time there's a there's a bottle of wine screaming eagle cabernet 1992 mm. right <laughs> guess how much that bottle costs i don't know 500 grand that's a lot that's a lot of money for a, a bottle of wine from 1992 i mean i lived in 1992 like, like yeah, we ask all the wrong questions about wine because we don't uh, 
we don't partake. But no. like, you know. Well, evidently, how, you're how the evidence. Like, do you eat it with food? Like, or do you? At that point, you're just like, no, 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 just wine tonight. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because we mean? can't afford the food. <laughs> exactly. That's interesting. All right, what other feedback we got? Uh, so the, the uh, other feedback we got was um, this is from one of our younger listeners, uh, someone who has been a longtime listener. I think he's actually caught up in the pod. He must be because he's like, hey, enjoy the pod. Um, I was I like the philosophical turn you took in the last podcast. I have a philosophical question that I'd like for you guys to to discuss to tackle on the next on the next pod. Okay, well that's interesting because along that same lines, I got texted by uh, one of the doctors that listens to us. Oh. And he gave me um, uh, an article in the Wall Street Journal about Harvard wants MBAs to learn how to be happy at work. Yeah. And there's an entire study of which I started drilling into. And I'm like, oh, interesting. So I started figuring out. And then I sent you a bunch of stuff on that uh, the happiness, happiness survey that's been going on for 80 years. Mm. But the problem with that survey, there's a big problem with that survey. And by the way, I, the mm. conclusions are interesting, but I just will say this. Yeah. The problem is, is that it's a subjective um, it's a subject. There's, there's a sub no objective. There's no objective way to measure this, William. There's not. I think there is. Anyway, no, no, but let we me, can't let go me, back to let it. Let me finish. My, we aren't going to relitigate this. Okay. But I, but I had this thought yesterday because I've been thinking about it all week. I was doing the dishes, and I was like, the problem with objective happiness is that let's one day, let's say one day I wake up in the morning and I have scrambled eggs. Right. And and then I got COVID and uh, can't taste then them. I go I go play golf. I never play golf, but I, that's what I chose. Right. And then I take an afternoon nap. And then in the evening, uh, I go to the beach and watch the sunset. Correct. That's it's an okay day, right? right? Now, so I'm X level of happy for that, right? Right. Now, Subjective. Now, imagine that I have been held captive for four months in a steel box and only fed uh, wheat thins, okay? That same day... That same day when I eat scrambled eggs, I'm like, oh my gosh, scrambled eggs. And then I go out and I see the sunshine when I'm golfing. I'm like, it's so beautiful, even though the freeway's right here and I can hear all the freeway noise. And then I take a nap and I'm like, I haven't stretched out like this in four months because I've been in a box. You see what I'm saying? Like, yes. these are the same events. My contention is, though, <laughs> yes. that there is an objective scale that can be found because right. <laughs> I believe there are biomarkers. And by the way, the Harvard survey. You say biomarkers as if it's a thing. Go ahead. No, there. So, here, interesting there's, part about the survey. Okay. The people that reported to be happier yes. were healthier longer. And the people that reported to be happier had uh, mental acuity for longer periods of time. Because remember, nice. they started this survey in uh, 1938. It was started with sophomore Harvard people. Cool. And then they've been following them. And there's a lot of them still alive. Okay. Well, not a lot. There's a handful. And they're continually monitoring them and talking to them and giving surveys and also taking biomarkers. Then yeah. that's how they know that they're healthier and they know that they have got better mental acuity. What my contention is, is that I think that the biomarkers are going to end up to be the objective because I think All that right. they are inter, they're interrelated. All right. All right. Well, we, we, so have, I still contend that there's an covered, objective so scale to study, discover. Um, there is a study and actually this is going to be a callback to something we talked about a long time ago song. Um, there's a, I mentioned a long time ago that there's a pop singer who's killing it. Her name's Olivia Rodrigo. She came from a Disney channel, a Disney streaming show called 
uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Anyway, she has this, uh, one of her songs is Happier, and it's really great. It's so singalongable. It's about. I feel like I, feel about, like, I don't know where this is going. Girl, I feel like it's so a the joke. Whole, the whole album has become famous for being a post-breakup teenage girl uh, album because the girl is a teenage girl who just had a bad breakup, and the songs are catchy. It's unbelievably catchy. So anyway, Happier is about how she's trying to be mature about the breakup, and she's she she's okay with that he's with another girl, and he wants him to be happy, but she just doesn't want him to be happier. <laughs> It's Makes really, sense. It's really I like catchy. that. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Anyway, so okay, so uh, do we? What is the question? So oh, here, any other listener feedback? We need to. We uh, need to review. I think there is other listener feedback we need to review, but I am. I am not in possession of what other. I will renew my call to our listeners who do want us to be consistent in releasing, even on our deathbeds. You need to do some work here. However. Oh, I'm supposed to smile when I say that. Keep Smash the like button. Keep it bright. Share William. it with your friends. People do things out of love. They don't do things out of obligation over time. <laughs> so, Good point. <laughs> um, yeah, share with a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, let's see. So, hey, especially our friends that are getting call-outs. Tell, tell our friends that you're getting talked about. Yep. Your, root, your root beer is being considered. Yes. That's, that's both a, a literal thing and a metaphor. You know, I'm thinking about your root beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So the question is, are you the same person you are now as when you were born? That is the question. That's a great question. What's his name? Tyler. Tyler, great question. Are you asking me this question? Well, I feel like it bears conversation. Now, he actually has a couple of cheeky additions to the question because he's like, hey, like cellular, on a cellular level, your cells refresh every so often. So you're, you're literally not the same physical person that you were before, right? And, and that's if, that's if you're, and it, personalities can change over time. So you're not the same person that way. Or, and that's the part I think we talk about for a long time. And then he, then he's like, he's like, I guess, religiously speaking, we have a soul and the soul is, 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 is you know, is it the same soul? Well, I go, uh, so here's my answer is yes. You're the same person. If. Yes. The definition. So, you know, when I was in debate class in, in high school, they teach you like the first person to debate, to define the terms wins the argument. Right. And I then, see. and then they flip you on both sides, whether you like to be on one side or the other. I did, you know, and I always hated that. I always like to talk about the side that I'm passionate about. Yeah. But the, def- the terms matters, right? So the, the, you have to define those. So if, if you define who you are with a capital W and that meaning who you are is who God sees you as, then the answer is yes. And that that this life is a constant becoming that person because you trust in the idea that a higher power knows you better than you know. So you're saying it may seem like we change because when you open the box, you, you only pull out the first of a million things that are inside the box. Yep. But at the end of your life, you might have pulled out a million things and then, then you've become who you really were the whole time. The box has always been full of that stuff. Right. Oh, that's fascinating. And that's, and that's, that's based on God's omnip- omnipotent. Does that Omni- make sense? Omnipotence? Omni- yeah, omnipotence and his ability yes. to know you perfectly and know the beginning from the end. And so because he sees things in a round, right? We know that he, the theory of relativity is that light will bend. And if you have a consistent enough 
vision that will bend back onto itself. We just went full Christopher Nolan, everyone. For those okay, who and if time can <laughs> if time can come back onto itself, then the creator probably can see all of that. So in that case, he sees something that you can become, and that if you submit to him, you will become and pull all the pieces out of that box. And so that's what it. our doctrine says. Now I want to go to a, a less. I don't know that that's what our doctrine says. I think well, that that's. Well, except for the, maybe the time bending part. Like there's there's <laughs> Christopper <laughs> Nolan. Christopher Nolan yeah, part. Yeah. Did Who you see that part of Interstellar fine, at the end where the, the, the book moves? Have you seen that? Yes. Have you seen, okay, so yes. that's time circling back onto itself, but love, in a corkscrew. And it was love that made time circle back on itself in that movie. Yes, it was yeah. It was a sweet moment. I actually liked that. Uh, yeah. You didn't like it? No, I did not. <laughs> um, but I will say, uh, and I, by the way, I was fascinated by that movie, but then it was just like, what? Like, it was really weird. The it took a long movie. time to get to where it was. That was Okay, sure. I will say this, though. So this this is the idea. I believe, okay, so it's actually, this is, a, this is a thorny one. I'm making a thorny smirk. This is the, oof, this is going to get ugly. Look, do you believe people can change? Yes. Fundamentally. Based on what evidence? Uh, I believe that progress evidence? is change. Yeah. Based on what evidence? Have, how many people you've seen that are a disaster ever become not disasters? Lots. Lots? Yes. Oh, shame on you. What do you mean? You're lying to me and you're lying to our podcast. No, not true. You're staring me in the face with your crypto beard. (laughs) (laughs) And you're out here telling me something that's not true. It is true. People never change. That's not true. People can't change. False. It's impossible. Not true. Convince me. Okay, here's the thing. Have you ever met someone that has made a catastrophic mistake in their life that destroyed almost everything they had? Yes. Did you ever watch that person pick themselves back up and rebuild? I have a really dark. <laughs> have you ever watched someone? Yes. Right. Because yes. all you're all you're asking you asked me for. Okay, someone. Sub, okay, you're, okay, act, you're asking me someone. for. I have I have a couple of friends. Okay, so you're asking for anecdotal I have, evidence. I have I have a couple of friends. One that if, if people that know me well would immediately know what I'm talking about. So yeah, okay, I have. So I have seen many people do that. Yes. I've also seen many people who have struggled far at the bottom of the spectrum of success, so to speak. I'm not talking about financial success or happiness. I'm just talking about at the bottom, like they just seem to struggle all the time. And then at some point kick in and, and make it right where I saw them as a teenager and thought they're going to prison. And then I see them as a 25 year old and they're like, they're on a trajectory for happiness in life and success in business. So the answer is yes, people can change and do change. And the other part of evidence is I have. I think if you looked at my trajectory in high school and people saw me, I don't know that they would have thought I was successful. I think they would have thought I was going to be some kind, somehow rebellious and not make it. Okay, going back to your box analogy. Yes. I contend that people that really understood people and really knew you knew that you were going to be fine. Potentially. You knew that you were going to be fine. Potentially. And that, and that your trajectory was the trajectory of someone that was going to be fine. No, I think that... I, think people- I don't think you did change. I think that you were always tracking for going to be fine. I, I have, I, 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 I think, okay, but that's, no, 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 fine. But if you're taking, if you're taking the big view, right, you're like, oh, it's going to circle back on itself and your trajectory was always great. Well, sure. You can look at like, you know, I lost weight, right? Well, the problem is every single day is a different weight, right? I'm up two, down four, up two, down one, up two. But if you look at the overall up and down graph, there's a downward trajectory. Okay. Right. So I lost weight. So if you're saying over time that there's an up and a down and up and a down, but your overall trajectory is up, therefore you never changed, I'd reject your argument. 
I, I accept your rejection. I, like I'm being deliberately provocative because I actually think, because here's what I've discovered. And, and I, do people change? I would like to say I have been shocked with a capital sh <laughs> <laughs> to find as a parent how fully cooked our kids come into the world. I've been shocked at how each of my kids is different. Each of my kids has strengths and weaknesses and how their strengths and weaknesses now that they're grown very much, very much emulate the strengths and weaknesses that they showed when they were four months old. I contend. I was shocked by like, do you know? Okay. So we, we joke in our I, family. Wait, I have a contention of what your shocking is. Shock is. I, I contend. I, I, I'm going to concur. What? Okay. How can you no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that's wrong. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say why. I see. Go ahead. I believe that as their parents, you are given a measure of understanding their potential, and therefore the shock of how much potential they came with and how much potential they use throughout their lives is something that is a constant. Um, let's call it a, a, a blessing to you in your life. Right, you're, you get you're saying to see. that not everyone can see that in my kid. Uh, only I can see it. Yep. Mm. Or or people that you know, like your grandparents, things like okay. that. I want to finish the idea though. So here's the idea wrapping up. So like, can people change? I'm like, well, I I've just seen in my kids that they started out a certain way, and 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 when they hit 18, now my kids aren't all that old, so maybe it changes. But when they hit 18. They're the full fruition of what I saw when they were four months old. Which I believe is a spiritual gift because it, it, they are a child. And it's shocking to me. So in that sense, like, do people change? I mean, like. What's the original question, know. though? You actually circle back to the original question. Uh, are, are people the same people? That, that they were when they were born. Right. So if you, I if, think if it are. is, well, okay, but here's the thing. My, mine, mine is, I think that. So I think they usually are. Okay. No. So I actually believe people can change, but I just think in the same way that I believe that I believe in absolute truth, but I think absolute truth is extremely rare. I believe in, I believe people can change. And I believe that the, the change opportunity to be really realized is extremely rare. Well, that goes back to this, the, the semantics of how we defined it. If we define the can people change or do people change over time, right? Or are they the same person, which is the original question. Yeah. It's if you define it under the capital W, meaning God or your creator has an idea of who you are and knows who you are, then the, then the answer to both questions is you are... Uh, you don't change because you you're really you just becoming that W, that capital W, and that yeah. God knew where you were going all along. So therefore, you didn't change. I could contend that that that's an interesting part of the argument. But can people change within this lifetime without the benefit of the answer is yes. We make mistakes, we recover, we hope that we do better. Yeah, and for those of you listening, I was being deliberately provocative. Um, I actually believe people can change. I have seen people. Uh, go through great changes. Uh, and I've also seen, tragically, the ups and downs of that. I've seen people who, who fully turn their lives around from really dark places and then return. And that was really sad. That, that's been really sad. And I'm like, people don't change. You know, the, the, those are the yeah, moments but, that rob you so of. So my wife said something one time that I found so profound that I actually think about yeah. it quite a bit. And that is that she goes, you should never judge someone along that path because the path is really long. Okay. And I, and I'm like, okay, you know, I always have a, uh, usually I have a reaction when people say don't judge, 
because th- that's a really weird term we could talk about it someday but uh, yeah. but but certainly you know like people make mistakes along the road and i've seen a lot of people make mistakes for many many years and then come back you know i i watched my uh, uh, i can say this cuz i'm pretty sure he's all right with it but my own brother right my yeah. own brother for you know for a good chunk of his life was I don't think on a trajectory for success and happiness in his life at all. Yeah. And, uh, and then one day changed and never looked back. And the amount of time that he was down seemed like a really long time. Yeah. But the amount of time that he's been back has been double, triple the time. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, this is a long path and the older I get, the more I realize that there's a lot of scrapes and bumps and bruises. Is he the same person that he was when he came into the world? Well, if we're defining it by the capital W, the answer as as in who, then yeah. But is he the same? But he's a he's but he's choosing better. Do I think my mom always saw the greatness, the great man that he is today? Do I think my mom always saw that? Yeah. But I think that that was a gift because she's the mom. And I think if you listen, and that's why I think it's so interesting that you you are like, oh, I had these kids. Like I look at Lucas and I'm like, yeah, he's awesome, you know, or Max or any of your kids that I know, right? Sure. And I'm like, these are good kids. Did I know them from little kids and say, oh, they they they're not going to make it? The answer is, I don't know. I uh, this is a long journey, and as my wife would say, we shouldn't judge people. Okay. I, I you know I knew Lucas. Uh, in I think listeners, as listeners, you, are you the same person that you were when you came into the world? Sorry, you can just let that flow. No, I I just remember looking at Lucas on a camp out, arguing some meaningless political point yeah. with with unbelievable passion, but <laughs> completely wayward logic, <laughs> and thinking to myself, "This is going to be interesting." And then you know, three years later, this kid's driving up the street, sees me, knows I'm moving into a house that day, and says, "I got four friends. I can come and help you right now." Yeah. That's a different boy. It is. It is. But that's the same boy you saw when that's you held him for the That's the same boy that surf. I saw when he used to cheer on his that's, mom that's, when, he, when she drove. Good yep. driving, mom. Yep. That's, Way to go. <laughs> that's a revelation given to you as a parent and a gift if you are if you're if you want to be a good parent. And I think it comes to all people regardless of religion. That good enough? But look, I it, I it's mostly good enough. I I I have a I'm trying to figure out I, I think that there are moments in life where you can choose red red pill or blue pill. Like agreed. And I'm not referring to politics. I, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not referring You're to the matrix. No, I'm not referring to the matrix. I'm just saying that there are pivot there are big pivot points in yes. your life, which is like I choose this. Yes. I choose that. And I believe what you choose informs who you become. But I think that I think it's reflective of my age where I think more and more about who I am I am becoming and who I have become. You know, we've talked we've joked about and talked about to some degree the midlife crisis and like is this is is this it? Is this as good as it's going to get? Right. And you know, the answer is almost always yes if you're asking that question, right? <laughs> like it's rare that at a certain age that it's like no, it's going to be way different. It's like yeah, yeah, this is kind of the trajectory you're on. But then the question of who I become Am I happy with whom who I've who I've become? Um, that that's a that's a much more a gr- generous question than the other question. Like, is this all I'm going to get? Is is kind of like a, uh. but is this is this who I'm becoming? 
that's a cho- that's a choice to that can almost always be a positive choice. And and if one year the answer is, boy, I'm a, I'm a garbage person, I think the answer next year can be, I'm becoming I'm, I'm I like this person a lot better than the person that that I chose before. So yeah. I think what you're trying to say is that, well, I don't want to. That's called gaslighting, isn't it? Yeah, you're gonna re- redefine what I was like. What you're saying is what you're saying is. <laughs> let me ask you if I understand what you're saying. Okay. That your your choices, whether up or down, left or right, inform you as a person, and that as you continually go along life, you're trying to become a better person. Therefore, uh, those good and bad choices that inform that means that you things are good now. So, so what, what was, uh, what, what did they I'm say? I'm not sure what, what did I they... said makes sense. And I'm not, I'm pretty sure what you asked doesn't make sense. So. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> so between... I'm not catching what you were trying to say. I, think, to say I is... thought you were trying to say that you can, you know, you can make bad decisions, but if you keep moving, uh, towards good decisions and you're trying to be better then today is always going to be better than yesterday. Is that today, not what you're saying? Today you'll always be better than yesterday. So I've heard this one said, like, don't, don't compete with other people compete with your former self. I've heard that. Oh, as, I like as that. a really useful way. Right. Like, so it's like, instead of saying I'm not good like that person and I'll never be good like that person. Therefore I, sh- I shouldn't try. Right. You, you should say what person am I today? How can I be better than that person? And you should try. I had that evolution on the Peloton. Did you? Yes, because there's so <laughs> when you ride the Peloton, there's this, there's a group of people that are taking it either yes. with you or, you know, semi with you yes. on the right side. And you can kind of compete on that, like, and pass people up. Yeah. And I found myself like, out of the hundred thousand people that took this class, you're right in the middle yeah. all the time. Yeah. All the time. And I, and I got to a point where like, I don't like that feeling. So I, you can touch it and it hides that part of the screen. Yeah. So I hide it now and I only compete against myself. Like, and I compete against myself at the moment. I try not to say, oh, I took that class before. Did I do better than last time? Because okay. sometimes I wake up, I didn't get as much sleep. There's a whole lot of subjective things that can happen to me uh, that lead up to me getting on the bike. And I just said, uh, like, did I did I put in what I wanted to put in and, did, and therefore get out what I wanted to get out at that moment? So I stopped competing against everybody else. I started competing at me, uh, uh, competing against myself in the moment. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's even more contextual. Right. Like, but I I think that that happens in life. If, if you want to get better in life, yeah. that's the that's that's a, a significant secret, right? Is stop comparing yourself to the other guy. Yeah. So I'll tell you a specific example in my case. <laughs> Did you see that commercial by the way? Uh, comparing yourself to the other guy? No. They're the jo- they're all there's Tommy Lee Jones, there's there's like five Joneses driving these Chevy trucks and they're like tearing apart and like se- seemingly racing racing. Yeah. They get to the top of the mountain. And I think there's four of them. And they, each one of them, every time they got next to you, you go, Jones, Jones, and then they take off. Yeah. Right. And then they get up and they look over, and it's one of the Jonas brothers is up there. <laughs> and they're like, they're all like confused. <laughs> and he goes, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> it was a clever hat. <laughs> that is clever. Um, I hear, okay, so, uh, no, that's boring. Let's move on. You had a question you wanted to ask me, and we have. Oh, we're not going to have time. Oh. I well, can then. I can tease it. Is life binary? Is life binary? Life. Uh, define life. What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> yes, good debate. 
uh, what is life? Meaning the, the uh, what we were just talking about are all the choices in life, are all the the purposes of life, and all of the uh, I guess uh, results in life binary. Oh, almost never. <laughs> As a computer producer, yes. Do you see your your creation as binary? No. But it is. I don't understand. <laughs> when you code, yes, it's a series of binary responses. Uh, it is. That's coding, binary responses. Yes. Okay. But so the fact that it's a series makes the experience. No, it's it. That's the, that's <laughs> non-binary. The, so the the answer to the answer to the question Which is, is a life, word that's become very loaded of late. Yeah. The, <laughs> Not the, talking about that. Life is binary. It's a series of binary uh, binary decisions. So if you are saying, so by the way, that's another amazing, way to say this. Amazing that you would say that. There's another way to say this, right? People say, oh, you see, as a dig, I get this all the time. You see life as black and white. The answer is I do. And then they will, they will say, no, it's not. It's shades of gray. And my response in my mind, I usually don't say this because it's provocative and mean, because I would basically say that you don't understand color. Because if I want shades of gray, I have to have black and white to create right, the shades. That will be an exciting conversation for next time. I can't wait to have Life it. Life is binary. Get ready. <laughs> Friends, um, this hey, has do, you been... have any, do you have any other, uh, before we end, on the lighter side, yeah. do you have any like tech stuff or anything that's happened to you recently that are like, oh, that's awesome. I love it. Oh, tech stuff. There was uh, something that- I got tried. a new Apple Watch. Okay. So my wife gave it to me for for Christmas, yeah. or no, for my birthday in November. Yeah. And this is the Series 7. Okay. And um, it's only 20% bigger. The, fa the, the actual- Yeah, it's the same size watch, yeah. but they took out some of the black edge around the screen. Okay. So first of all, I don't know why, but it makes it seem so much bigger. Really? And That's then funny. it has some other little features in it. Like they're really trying to make this a medical device. And I've heard one of the reasons why they don't keep releasing more and more Apple watches faster yeah. is because they're, they're stuck in FDA stuff hmm, because this thing does pulse ox now. Okay. Do you know what pulse ox is? I mean, presumably oxygen. Yeah, your, actually, okay. So I didn't really know what that meant yeah. until uh, we had a grandma who we had to test all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it does pulse ox. It does your pulse. It it will tell you when you're, you know, they've, it's been doing this for a while, but it's getting more refined. Like if okay. your heart rate's too high and they don't, it, there's no reason for it. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're exercising, it kind of slowly goes up. Right. It will do a prediction of how many calories it thinks you're going to burn in a day. Wow. A prediction. Jeez. So anyway, this is a really cool tech. I love this thing. Like, really? I'm like, yeah, to a point where, you know, I, I love my three-piece suits. And one of the f fashion food pas I've, yeah. I've read is you do not wear an Apple watch with, with three-piece suits. Oh, and is I, that what someone said? Yeah. Because it's... Uh, a watch is considered jewelry for men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm not but, too But I got to be honest. Like, the dudes... I, I love this thing. Don't care about that advice. I love this thing. I don't normally <laughs> upgrade everything. Yeah. But this one was a great upgrade. I so really... tell me you have an inductive charging pad at home for your phone and your watch. I do not. Okay, William. I do in my car. William. Like the idea of setting all your gear down, like here's my phone. Here's my... Do you have a good one? Here's my AirPods. Oh, that's the thing that I've been enjoying. Here's okay. my uh, AirPods and then here's my watch. Okay, so my wife bought me one last year for Christmas and, and just it just never worked good. Yeah. You need to get a simple one. I, I'm not all about the stands and whatever. I'm about like 
big pad, like stack, stack, stack. Okay, that's what I have. But, I have a big pad, but it's so never... I have, so I have an inductive charging pad. Which one do you have? I, I'm, uh, I have a branded gift one from our my alma mater university. This, huh? It's made of wood. <laughs> yeah, but who makes the actual tech? I don't know. Like, it's one of those, like, you know, you can get t-shirts branded. This was, like, etched. It says BYU Engineering in a piece of wood. And then underneath it, there's the inductive charging. Okay, interesting. So I have that. And I pop my phone in there. And I'm like, it's charging up while I'm doing my work. And I get a text. I'm like, oh, oh, I should charge my uh, my AirPods. I'm like, boom, pop them on there. Like, doing my tech, da 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 da, da. Like, take them off, put oh, my phone back on. okay. So I just had Super a... Super convenient. Okay, I just had a, an epiphany to something I didn't understand. Okay. Did you know you could buy that? Just the charger part, right? The the bigger one. That goes into that. That's what that is. I don't know. I bought it for my wife, and is I think it's supposed to go in something, because it's kind of awkward. It's 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 the magnetech to the back of your iPhone, and it works on your iPods and all the other stuff. But if you put it in a tray, then it works there too. Anyway, I just I realized I oh, bought. Oh, so the, you're doing the the mag safe. The MagSafe. Yeah, I don't know about the MagSafe. That's oh. what's inside the pads. I don't know. Oh. I'm just referring to inductive. I'm talking I'm talking about no name inductive charging pads from Anchor or whoever. Got it. And but here's the thing you need to know. This is important. When you get a charging pad, uh, because your phone can fast charge, right? Right. When you get a charging pad, you can get charging pads that plug into the simple cube right. and then they charge super slow. Right. But if you get one that charges plugs into a bigger cube or to the to the five whatever it is, right. not 2.4, but five, right. 5 amps, then the charge is way faster. So then the charge pad is super fast. So my, oh. so I'm a fan of inductive charging. Nice. I'm, in fa- I'm a fan of having all my gear have inductive charging because basically lately my phone has not charged well with plugging in and I don't know why. And I decided to stop caring why and just use the charge pad. <laughs> and it's really sense. convenient. You know yeah, what I mean? So, that makes sense. Anyway. There's one other thing that I've, I've realized about my phone that, or my, my uh, watch, speaking of charging, because it made me think of this, is that I actually started wearing it at night because I don't, because I get up super early in the morning, I feel really bad when my alarm goes off because I feel like I wake my wife up. Yeah. But if I wear my watch, it wakes me up by vibrating. Yeah. And then it has all this sleep data. Yeah, I love the sleep data, but I understand when do you charge the watch then? Like, oh, you- uh, so usually what happens is I get up in the morning, I get in the workout clothes, go, um, run on the bike, go on the bike. And then I come down while I'm showering. I have one of the fast chargers okay. that I have in the bathroom and I just link it up while I'm showering and stuff yeah, like that. And, and usually he, by the he morning. He takes a two hour shower every morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of his routine. Usually. I he mean- has to do that to get the food out of his beard. <laughs> 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 do you know what's weird is like in the last couple of days I've actually had to comb it. It's a weird feeling. I, I'm at the. It's a good I'm, looking beard. I think I'm at the edge of whether or not I'm liking no, no, no. this. It's anymore. a good looking beard. I'm actually not trying to talk you out of the beard. I actually oh, no, like it. You can't talk me out of it because okay. I'm going to do it one way or the other, regardless of what you my were, brother says. The beard was in the box when we opened it. When you the were beard was in the box, <laughs> I just added it. It's like a Mr. Potato you know, Head. That's the same beard you had in your imagination when you were right. 18 months old, running around. Right. Like stealing like, other people's This is the same nose I crypto toys. Exactly. <laughs> Friends, this has been another episode of the Waystation Podcast. Your source for product reviews. No, <laughs> don't do it. I don't think we should use that tagline anymore. It's a good I tagline. I love the fact that we're using more deep stuff. So hey, what what's your what's your nephew's name? Uh Tyler. Tyler, send us more stuff. If you yeah. want to have a subject that we want to that you want to hear us talk about and our take on, we'll do it. We we'll don't, we don't it. operate by remote control, by the way. I'm, I'm not going to do everything you send. 
But that thing you said was a good one. I liked it. Right. I like talking about deeper subjects. I get more passionate about it. Some of the stuff we say have our stories are fun, but you know, sometimes I, I feel like I'm doing a lot of ums and ands because I'm trying to remember the stories. I see. Anyway, I like this. I like you, Randy. Your source for life hacks, <laughs> social commentary, and amazing stories. The Waystation Podcast. I'm William. I'm Randy. Have a good day.